Hello, Boneheads. I'm in Nerdy Bone <laughs> Studios, man. I know you guys heard this voice before. This is Elijah from Comic Crooks. We're kind of going to do some homage pain today because I'm back on Nerdy Bones where I actually started before it was ever Comic Crooks and stuff like that. We have an awesome guest here today, and we're going to discuss a lot of things that keep you guys up at night. <laughs> I like so, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, the honors and introduction. Yeah, yeah so like uh, we're finally doing Nerdy Bones again. We've been doing uh, Comic Crooks for two years now almost. Yes, sir. Nerdy Bones is where it all started, and I've got my Uncle Chris here with me. So yes, go ahead and say hello. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're basically talking the paranormal, specifically Bigfoot. So yeah, we've got a lot of fun with this one here. And uh, you said you were from Florida, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, how old were you when you moved out of Florida? Uh, 13. Okay, so where my mind goes with that is the skunk ape. So first, let's clarify: in Florida, nobody's heard of a skunk ape. Really, really, <laughs> wow. nobody really? called it that when I was a kid. We knew what Bigfoot was, but we never heard no skunk ape. So that's a think is that like a different down there. is that like a different new term like skunk ape? Or? Yeah, fairly. I think it's more than northern Florida. We didn't say much in the south. I never yeah. heard it then, but we had heard of Bigfoot, and we never heard of Bigfoot in the swamp. That was always like a joke. You know, but I've had experience myself with that, so I know better. <laughs> so tell us about that. We want to hear about that. So when I was a kid, my dad was an avid uh, camper, and it was beyond camping. So he liked to have fun that you couldn't do within earshot of any kind of city limits or anything. Right. Things that like to bang, go boom, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> stuff that explodes. Stuff that alerts the ATF. So he had made this homemade cannon. So he drove us out <laughs> to the swamp for about a two-hour drive of nothing but drained swamp, of nothing but palm fronds the entire way. He had heard, we had, he'd went out there on another illegal activity and discovered this, uh, this campsite out there. So it was a rare campsite. Hardly anyone knew about it. So when we were out there camping, firing off the the cannon and all that stuff, waking the dead. <laughs> the really, place came alive at night when we stopped. Then we realized how wild the place truly was. Mm. You couldn't walk around anywhere out there without encountering some kind of wildlife to the point to where <clears throat> I was the kind of kid that loved snakes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was hard to keep me away from the canals. So my dad had to come yell at me. He's like, you can't be messing around out here because it's that dangerous. The water's black. It's drained swamp, so the water is black. It's no, imagine the bacteria. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. everything that's decayed. So this campsite, we're there the first night, and um, we, my dad and his buddy are getting pretty lit up. I'm playing with Visqueen. I don't know if you're familiar with Visqueen. If you take Visqueen and burn it, and it drips, when it drips, it makes a, a Oh, sound. yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. cool. We're playing with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. We're having yeah. a good time. <laughs> And then all of a sudden we hear monkeys, what sounds like monkeys invading the camp up in the trees. Really loud so, so. monkeys. Now, we had heard that monkeys had escaped from the zoos after hurricanes, things like that. So we had been warned that, to be leery, that monkeys could be loose out in the, <laughs> in the in Everglades. So my dad grabs his forty four and his buddy grabs his gun, and they go out into the woods looking for what it was making all that racket. Well, they never, they just come back scared shitless looking. He asked my father today, I asked him about it just recently because I wanted some verification on this. 
he can't remember one single bit of it. He put it out of his head. We had a lot to drink that night. Wow. So he came back, scared shitless, him and his buddy. And we kept, my brother and I kept asking him, so did you see the monkeys? What was it? Was it monkeys? And they're like, yeah, it was monkeys. <laughs> monkeys. And left it at that. Right, right. Well, the next morning I was taking a whiz and Sasquatch is standing in the path. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's and after I got crazy. done taking the whiz, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm about – eight years old and a very fast runner and not that fast in with nature. <laughs> he's probably about 10 feet away from me 15 feet away standing in that is stupid well-worn close. path now as an adult i look back at this campsite and i realize what Whoa. this place was this campsite was some kind of either like a hangout meeting site because there was a big clearing that was down below mm. ground so the ground it was above grade so it was about four foot above grade so from down no, no, the what campsite, does that mean what does above grade mean means if you were standing down the campsite you could see the ground from about four foot above oh okay. okay so that's how down below so but there was trails that were worn through this to this campsite that were about four five foot wide there's nothing in the out there that's big i didn't think about this till later you know, it was standing there right in front of me. I turned and ran as fast as I could do the campsite bro. and sat down on a five-gallon bucket and acted like it never happened. So you didn't Whoa. want to say, I didn't, say you didn't want to... My parent, my dad had already had that experience. He's not going to believe me anyways. It's just one of those things. Big, hairy, brown dude standing there. That's wow. Really so I have a question for you. Yes. Before this experience, was this something that you even believed in? No. Yeah, I never thought... Well, no. I, I thought they... You know, I had read about it in, in the library and right. mythical creatures and well, all that we kind had of to, stuff. Like, in search but but of again, them. I never would imagine in a million years that it's down in southern Florida. You know, and right, that's where, right. you know, it's out of my mind, out of my place, never would have thought, you know. Right. It's farthest thing from me, and, and that was my experience. And I just, I put it out of my mind forever. I never brought it up. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I had another experience, and that's when I started talking about it. <laughs> I found out that it's, it's, it's more to do with me than it is them. That is to do, that has a lot to do with all this. Well, I honestly, you know, like you listen to Wes Germer too, right? Uh, you know, Sasquatch Chronicles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're actually working right, on an interview right. with him, yep. believe it or not. Yep. But so, like, one of the things they talk about is, uh, well, his inter- his guests, like, talk about, like, PTSD, shit like that. Did it did it ever fuck with you? Did you ever have no. trouble sleeping? No. no. I Did I always shit myself? No, oh, it was no big deal. And it was, you know, I didn't, it wasn't, it was a non-threatening event. See, mm. I was more, like I was explaining to your buddy here that I was raised like Tom Sawyer. I had freedom. <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted with nature. I was in tune with nature. I caught, caught wild things on a routine basis. Things that most people could not catch, I could catch with my bare hands. You know, and, and so I felt like in the situation that I was in was more like checking me out. Like, hey, fellow fellow into what are you doing nature here? boy. You know, he probably saw me out there doing what I was doing. Well, it's probably trying to th- catch everything out there. They've well, probably know. been watching you for right, a while. Right. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. You know, this this was a you could it's all they described the area. Um, not a lot of low scrub, um, tall pines, forty foot pines. That's, That's all it is. The pines are not big around. They're only like a, maybe a foot around. Most of that stuff is as soon as it dried the swamp, the pines grew like weeds. So these so, areas are fairly new because they're drained off. They were once swamp, swamp. So like I'm trying to like paint a picture in my head. So like you're out there. How old, how old did you say you were? I was about eight. So yeah, imagine imagine that, dude. Like I, yeah, I mean I, I think I'd be a little freaked out. <laughs> well, you know where you got to remember. See, you know where I'm at. 
where I'm from, he, he, to me, it was just another wild animal, so to speak, because right. where the area that we, we had encountered a 20 foot gator the day before. And, and then, and the, well, not that, that was, that was the day after was a 20 foot gator. And then that another <laughs> fishing expedition, I, I've seen a lot of oversized wildlife. So I think that's, that, that actually, uh, actually <laughs> kind of goes to my next question. Was that probably the reason that you kind of didn't freak out so much is because you just kind of thought like, oh, like this is just another. It's yeah. another big thing in, yeah. in nature. Okay. Just watch you know, everything yeah, you have to watch sense. out for, the gators and stuff and all that. Um, the snakes were quite deadly. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of OMG Wicks, but uh, he yes. talks about the deadliness of Florida. <laughs> every, every, I would every, concur with everything, everything there is poisonous. <laughs> everything there is poisonous. Even the weirdo, naked weirdos in the in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had <laughs> I had no idea that you actually had like a face to face. That's pretty amazing. That's could, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Could, um, Very short. Well, extremely. I mean, it, it's split seconds. I turn. I did my biz. Stepped out onto the path, was probably four feet away from the tree that I was doing my biz. Turned because I felt like something was staring at me, and oh, so there oh, it was. I was gonna so ask. So it was like, making eye contact. Towards oh, it you. was right okay. right staring directly at me, not wow. making one movement, just looking, just sizing me up like dinner. Because oh, yeah, I'm wow. a kid, you know. I mean, okay. And I, I mean, and I got to be new territory for him as well because this area again is extremely remote. We drove for two you know that's hours a good point. That's a good point to get to this location, and it's there's and this is like the 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 best of all of it. So where we're at is the best of all the wildlife. It's the beginning of the real swamp, and the canals be, really begin as well. So the the place where we are camped, we were shooting a cannon up against a giant berm. And the berm was adjacent to a to a drain can, a canal that was probably, I mean, it had to been forty feet wide, and that's a pretty big canal out there. But it was a, a scary place with uh, lots of uh, vultures. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a neat place. See, you know, and it's hard for me not to want to ask for you to describe what you saw. Well, it was big hairy brown and brown eyes yeah, yeah. i mean it's hard it's uh it's like most people describe to me that's kind of it's it was so it's so innocuous that you know i don't i never go into much detail on it because it just sounds like what everybody else yeah. you know? <laughs> other than the size his size was eight feet tall probably that's uh, crazy uh three and a half foot wide i mean the dude had to be in 850 did you smell anything could smell nothing Really, I really. Smell damn thing. <laughs> so, so Eli, Eli, a lot. Uh, uh, the swamp stinks, though. You yeah. got to remember, it always smells there. So yeah. you don't, you know, for something to be more offensive, you might pick up on a wild pig or something that's within really close to you. Yeah. But most of the time, the swamp just smells, and you don't. You're yeah. not gonna, if he smells like the swamp, then. Yeah. So my my boy up. here is new to the topic, so like. Uh, yeah, uh, I know very little about well, Sasquatch. you know, uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of times uh, associated uh, with a smell. Yeah, you know, a million times. Yeah, you know, but that's not all the time. I've had two encounters, never smelled anything, and I was blowing wind on both encounters. Well, one was still and dead when I was in the swamp. No, was the was second blown. one in Florida too? No, the second one was in Ohio. Ohio. Um, yeah, on uh, uh, my grandma's farm. My grandma. Had, How old were you when when was that? Uh, Eighty acres worth of land. I was, um, I was, I was, um, 14. Damn. We just moved there. I was 13. We left. I'd stay on the farm for about a year. My grandma had these, uh, 
uh, three-wheelers at the time. They bought brand-new three-wheelers. So my experience here is I was an avid rider at night. I was getting at night. At near night. It was getting dusk. I was supposed wow. to be in around that time. And they had a track out there out on the acreage. So I'd ride around in circles on the track just trying to get it going faster and faster. How <laughs> fast could I push the limits, you know? Well, there was a clearing on my grandma's farm that faced a pasture and there was some broken a broken tree and um, an open area so as i'm going past it uh, it's starting to get dusk and then my uh, quad starts to it starts stalling out every time i would go by that area weird like nearly died <laughs> not completely mm. stall so the first time it does it nearly stall second time i coerced it back to life to go around and i'm like i'm almost gonna get one more in you know so as on the third, on my third lap, coming around, and it dies right there in that spot, the open area next to this, which was a stump tree. Uh, and the stump tree is broken off about, it thinks about two foot around, and it's about, um, God, it has to have been uh, 15, 16 feet up, the, the broken off part of no the tree. No shit. Oh, wow. So, so it was a tree break. Yeah, so that's what I noticed as I was going around the two other times. There were times it stalled, slowed me down, so I... Couldn't help but notice the open pasture in the tree. It was like, this is weird. It keeps happening in the same spot. Uh, well, then the third time, there's something else standing next to that tree stump. Fucking shit, So dude. <laughs> I'm not calculating it at that moment that there's more than two broken tree stumps there. Oh, I see. So I'm just writing it off, you know, as that it's just, just happened, you know. So right, right. I'm kicking this thing. I'm trying to get it to come back to life. And I'm getting this feeling that I should not be there at all. It just really creeped out. Whoa. Like, this is not a good thing. So I'm standing there by the, so I'm letting it cool. Something, well, maybe the thing's a little overheated. Sometimes maybe it could be vapor lock, something weird. I'll let it rest a second. So I'm sitting there standing next to the thing, and the wind's blowing real hard. And uh, I'm looking at what I think is the second tree stump. But it has the shape of a person. You know, I mean, it has <laughs> shoulders and a head. And then the tree stumps start to sway, and it's not swaying oh, I've heard that, in the direction dude. of Remember, the wind. And that's when I got back on the three-wheeler, and I kicked that thing until it started no matter what, or I was going to start running. And I don't yeah. think I could have made it from where I was at to my grandma's door. Now, my grandma had warned me about being out there at night in the dark. Really? Because she, was, she, had, she didn't tell me nothing. They weren't into telling anybody anything. But I had seen her myself run to the back of the pasture with her shotgun firing that thing off at something and when she come back i asked her what it was she said don't you worry about it wow <laughs> okay well oh, their okay. horse was hanging out back there at the edge of the pasture and it kept hanging out there on that fence line and it was really irritating my grandma that that horse was always hanging out there by that fence line at the very back of the property mm. well one day she saw something out there that made her go running out there after it. And she's flying Shit, off her gun. Dude. I ask her what's up. She doesn't give me a straight answer. My experience ha happens like a month later on the property where I see this tree stump that looks like it's starting to sway. It creeps me the hell out. I get the thing started. I go back home. I blow it off. The next day, I go back on that three-wheeler because I wanted to see what was really there. And sure enough, just the one 15, 16-foot Remainder of a tree was there. The other second stump was no longer there. So that that's obviously not a stump. <laughs> this area, see, I could see, and there's, I could. This was in the Ohio Valley, 
Um, I could see how something could travel through this. All these farms that we lived on had patches of woods, and they were all certain amount of acreage, 20 acres, 40 acres, and they all had an adjacent attachment. They weren't in a line, but they were off caddy corners, zigzagging, you name it, all across all these properties. You could travel probably halfway across Ohio and never be seen walking through all of the woods areas. This area that my grandma had was a special area. There, and are you familiar with those uh, white puffball mushrooms, the ones that you see yes, yes. when they yeah, turn brown yeah. and then mm-hmm. you squish them and the brown stuff, all the spores goes flying in the air? Right, yeah. Well, there was a bowl in the middle of her land that grew those mushrooms in the size of two and three foot around. They were Whoa. massive. The, they were a fascinating sight to see. They were unbelievable i'd seen them before but they're like a couple of inches right right you know right. these things were massive i think that could have been an attraction to to mm-hmm. other types yeah, of life yeah. well, <laughs> there's plenty of teeming life down in the creek i i caught a a um a, like a one one and a half pound bass in the creek down below on a string a piece of string and a stick so <laughs> You know, if you can cut, if that's kind of an abundance of wildlife and the area that was, it was completely riddled one side of her property with uh, berries. Okay. So you had, uh, what's it called? Uh, Raspberries and the, uh, um, uh, what are the other ones called? The other, I forgot what they're called. There's there's a red and red and purple raspberries. That's what was all all along the whole. So all in all, they're berry bushes all along there. All kind of food. It's an inviting environment for. Very inviting environment. Food on the ready. So I think that's what was going on is I may have interrupted feeding time. Mm. I was there later in the evening when I shouldn't have been out there. And then I had that encounter. Right. So people say, oh, we don't know if they have supernatural powers. You know, I think they do when they made when they made that three wheeler stall. I, mean, I don't think I got it started. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think it released its hold on me on the that's, on the that's, machine and let me leave. That's super right, fucking fascinating, right. though, man. Because yeah. like you said, it, like every rotation in the same spot. I never went out and looked for footprints. The ground was not conducive for that where we were at, unless he had walked across the path. You know, and the ground there was hard as hell. You yeah. weren't going to see anything on hard ground. So, and I wasn't like in that kind of thing where I, to me, it was just another like a spiritual encounter or something else I oh. encountered, you know, just part of another day in the life. You know? <laughs> That's hella interesting. So you're saying this is your second encounter. Yeah. And how you felt about it was just like a. Like another day. It's just another day. Just, <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, that's it's crazy. A, I feel like I'd have been traumatized. Like spiritual, spiritually wise, I again, I non-threatened. I did feel like, you know, when that thing started swaying, that I did feel like I need to get that the hell out of there, well, you know. But not like I'm gonna. I if I if you wanted me toast, I'd have been dead already. I would all you'd do is step out in front of me on the thing, and I'd have been right. done right then and there, and it'd have been dinner. Right. Well, like uh, just so, like to use a very broad example, like within great apes, that's a sign of uh, nervousness when they do that. Like they'll kind of like sway back and mm-hmm. forth, and that yeah, it, it's almost it's almost like they're working themselves up. I had never so. heard any of that when I was a kid. Yeah, right. This right. all came later, and <laughs> right, it's like, right. wow, boy, this really connects the dots. I mean, right. I really did encounter what I seen out there. You what know, I find is, interesting is the fact that you felt a sort of calmness within these very 
I'd be very, stressed out. Um, <laughs> like not everyday situations, right? So, do you think it was something about you it's a, it that is. that created that sort of like I had these experiences mm-hmm. and whatever it was uh, allowed me. To you walk away it. from it. Yeah, I feel like he did allow because him I, to walk away. Because I, yeah. I mean, this is a second interaction. I would assume that there's something maybe about you as, as standing as whatever you when you were ever a kid or however you, old you were. There must have been something about you that they felt comfortable enough with you not to go. Well, if you think both, and, you both, know, both experiences. Both parties. He explained, yeah, yeah. Well, both experiences he explained to us, he didn't feel threatened. That's exactly what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's something. What do you think that was? Well, it's just like you said. I think they're already there, and I am susceptible for seeing them. They 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 allow me to see them. I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. They uh, like allow you get me chosen. to see them because I'm on that on that plane where I I love animals. I love nature. I'm all about all that stuff. And I was raised that way. I was kind of wild myself. I was more in tune with that than I was school. The whole time I'm in school, I'm staring out the window, daydreaming, you know? <laughs> right, right. I cared less about being there. But I did graduate. I Just mm-hmm. one of those, I felt always more in tune with all that. So I always, when I did these kind of weird encounters, even anything spiritual, it never, it didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make me go run. You know, mm-hmm. I've had See, many, I, I would be, I would many, be, many but... spiritual encounters that most people would run from. I mean, I, the house that I grew up in, Started in you know, in Florida. Um, you're gonna like this. The uh, <laughs> the homeowner you know, was a, a, a local yoko with a little bit of power, and he didn't like the fact that the street corner that he lived on didn't have a four way stop. <laughs> so he fought to get the four way stop put in on his street corner. Well, his son, the motorcycle rider, blows the four way stop, kills himself on that street corner in front of the house. Wow. So. Every now and then, you would see, I would see spirits. Oh, my God. I would see just shadows. So the main thing, what I would see is uh, standing in the corner shadows. So my fear had to go away kind of early. you know. So the main thing I would see would be in the garage. That's where his dad would come hang out on a routine basis. He'd come to that garage and hang out there. Even though we lived there, he rented the house out to us. But the garage was his property, and we were off limits to that. We weren't allowed in there. And he'd hang out in the garage on a routine basis. So there was a bunch of windows in the garage. And every now and then, I'd walk by it, and I'd see somebody standing in there. <laughs> Dude. And, and that gave me the chills, you know. But that I just <coughs> kind of got used to seeing this stuff on a routine. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't. it didn't affect me like that. Right. You know, well, like I, I'm, a, I'm a big component in, like, your mind's got to be open to it. Like I, especially with like Sasquatch, like I think, uh, I think you kind of have to be chosen to, to let them. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think I think you kind of have to like pass the criteria to even have a to even witness anything. Correct. I yeah, think that has I was. A lot to do with this. I, I think I was gonna elaborate a little bit on what you just said. I think that there must have been genuinely something um, special about you as a child that they felt like they were okay to allow you to be in their world. And not feel like they needed to attack. 
Yeah. Um, to walk away from something like that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, like you said on the you fr- know, like you said on the first one, he just went back to the <laughs> back to the camp. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I just, I just made s'mores after, you know, yeah. you know. I'd be losing my shit. <laughs> well, I'd be losing my shit. And it's wild because you know you it starts to happen, but you don't. You sometimes you don't connect the dots till later in life, and you're like, well, that's what was really happening at that moment. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even on my grandma's farm, um, this is funny because my you'd be sitting there at at night and you would hear rocks fuck hit the side of the house that and, fuck that and uh <laughs> my grandparents told me that it was um oh oh it's uh birds dropping uh, acorns and yeah, acorns yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that on the roof in the middle of the night right because right. i'm a little kid and they think i'm gullible and, uh, yeah. and I, was, I always well, you know jazz i always kind of wrote it off like hey, whatever well that, <laughs> that leads something me weird be- going on out there grandma <laughs> well, <laughs> that leads me it's to- a little weird yeah <laughs> Well, that leads me to believe that grandma knew what was going on, and like little Chris is like, she's like, no, don't, just don't, yeah, I think they were. don't, yeah. don't stress yourself yeah. out, yeah. don't stress yourself. Like, uh, you know, we were talking at Thanksgiving. Like, I've been doing solo camping, and I'm going to take you with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if I could call it an experience. I can't say it's an encounter because I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. It was, I was solo camping. I had ridden my bike up there. Ridden, I was, I pedaled, pedaled up my lemon. You, know, you you've been, <laughs> and I, I went to just past General Hitchcock, and I set my camp up. And I, uh, more or less, I went to bed, whatever, and I heard, uh, I don't know how else to put it, but just two big fucking footfalls, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then when I came out in the morning, you know, of course it was creepy, when I came out in the morning, my fucking cooler had been opened and emptied, I didn't, my, like, the, even down to the ice was gone, you know. Like, yeah, hey, I would say that's hey, a... You know, and uh, when you go, when you go, um, when you go solo camping on a bicycle, you're, you can get to places most people can't. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, especially at General Hitchcock, what I would do is I'd pick my bike up, put it over my back, and just walk. Do you, are you familiar with General, General Hitchcock? Mm-mm. That's that's one of the spots I want to take you. So um, it, it's uh, it's like, uh, as far as, like, Mount Lemon's concerned, there's four little campsites right there that you can pick, that you can pay for to be there. I rode up there and then put my bike over my back and walked back for about three hours, just, just walking and walking. So for somebody to even be back there to steal my shit, that it was, you know, I, I what I'm getting at is I just felt creeped out, and I don't think a hum, I don't think a human would do make you feel that way. Not, you know, and, you know, and you know, there's a lot of people. A lot of rules about camping. We well, know, you know, yeah, most well, won't invade another person's camp. Well, like uh, I kind of argue with my buddy that I live with uh, that, um, you know, Sasquatch would not be in the desert. Of course, it would be in the desert. For one, you think about a place like Mount Lemmon, what they call a Sky Island. Mm-hmm. There's there's a reason that there's bears and and fucking cougar. And shit up there, you know, and I did not, I, I, I remember waking up that next morning, just putting my bike back together and riding back down. Cause you know, when you ride your bike down Mount Lemmon, you don't need to do anything other than sit on that. it. <laughs> hey, but the, good breaks. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I remember, I remember I got down the mountain in about 40 minutes, just <laughs> like, I'm fucking out of here. Damn, bro. Yeah. That's, that, that's the only time that I could say that I possibly had an experience i can't say it was well, you anything. had the element of surprise at least you hoofed it in there into the back and you know you're not bringing a lot of attention a lot of the times with camping you know you're you're driving a bunch of shit back there and you got people you got people yeah people right yeah exactly and that's nothing yeah. to deter someone and even when we were out there shooting the cannon that night it the next day you know again it could have attracted them you know all the noises yeah. like hey what's all the racket about yeah <laughs> right well you know like right. with, my, with my cooler in particular it was only you know only about the size of like a six-pack you know what i'm saying because that's what i could hang from my backpack when i rode but woke up in the morning it was open not even ice in there 
you know, I, I had like, I think I had two sodas and like some sandwich shit in there and ice. It was open, nothing in there. That's crazy. And I want to like just kind of point out that like we can, can like we, right now we can cancel all bears. <laughs> right now we can cancel all bears, right? One, it would have looked well, like right footprints. I heard, boom, right? boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. Right. You know, it's not, you know, yeah. it's, it's a silly, you know, that could be written off. Anybody could just tell me I'm crazy, but. No, I mean I was there. You know what I mean? No, like, that's what I'm saying. We can com- like completely cancel off bears because realistically, after the food, they would have they would have made very distinctive, like very distinctive bear noises. Well, right? a bear's not and gonna cleanly would, open a fucking ice. Yeah, chest. exactly. Yeah, so, what's that? Say, that'd be your best evidence is how it was open and what was taken. Right. You know, when a bear gets into something, right. he makes quite a trail and quite a mess. Well, you probably would have ripped know. up the cooler. I would a say bit. that's definitely something. I would well, say that's well, definitely something. For sure. Why the, the only reason I brought it up is because of how it made me feel. I was. It was mm. like that was one of the things I kind of wanted to get at. Like uh, with with you and uh, your two experiences, not feeling distressed at all. No. For me, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here as fast. I'm on a bicycle. I better not have yeah. a fucking. Yeah, so I wouldn't. No, I didn't. Have I, I better. I better not I have mean, a flat. Than, <laughs> I felt like you know when I'm trying to kick that three wheeler back to life. You know, and it starts to sway, and it does make you intimidated. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's going to happen next? Am I going to get out of here? Yeah. You know, but I, I'm still trying to stand my ground and not show too much fear. Right. And get this thing going. Like I'm still in control. So I'm mm-hmm. kicking this thing with everything I got, thinking it's yeah. I'm doing something. But realistically, it stopped there for a reason. I'm sure right. it had control over whether it started right. again. See, that's that, that's one of my talking points that I kind of like wanted to touch on is like the way. Um, the fear the it, like um you i'm sure you've been around large animals at some point yeah of course yeah you know it, like uh there's just something that it, it, i don't know how to explain it like you feel like your hair stands on end yeah. you know like yeah. you, you feel like there's a predator and as far as humans go there's not a lot of predation on humans Correct. you know and then, yeah i've been there yeah. many a times there's times where i've stood in areas and you knew you were in deadly ground <laughs> and then and it was a mountain lion or something like right, that. right right and you knew that this is not a good place to be at the right moment. Right. Especially when you're looking at the ground and you're seeing mountain lion footprints, you know, Dude, you start okay. getting scared. So you, you, you know, uh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so your internals, you, you know when you need to, to fight well, or it's, flight. It's, yeah. it's an instinct. Sure. It's, you know, it's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know, you know who's got some stories that it took me a while to get out of them was Uncle Rick. Oh, uh, yeah, Rick does. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, my, so my Uncle Rick it was in Vietnam. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, he—I I forget what the uh, is um, the orens, I think is what they call uh, the, the. So there's a species in Vietnam supposedly. That, oh, oh yeah, the orang. Orang pendek. Orang pendek. So he told he he swears up and down that he experienced that. That you know that him and his platoon were in an area just getting rocks thrown at him, and they were like, wow, basically look like orangutans fucking throwing rocks at him in the middle of Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, I don't deny it. <laughs> you know, bipedal standing up. That's fucking crazy. Up, you know. He was uh, Army recon at the time. Yeah, yeah. He, wow. went, he was no joke, bro. This guy real yeah. deal. He went from a Marine to the Army. Yeah. He was a yeah. Marine. Bad motherfucker, but, but, boy. But he's, but he's got he's the, a bad dude. I wanted to become a Ranger, and that's what he did after that. He, but so he's he got the... He trooped into these places. Yeah. He wow. was that guy. He was dumped the ancient orange on him. He would never all tell that, you a lie. All that kind of crap. Wow. Straight up. Well, I, I 100% believe it. Yeah. I 100% so believe it. He did the stuff that you'd see in movies. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not proud of. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing cool. is, he's, the thing is about Uncle Rick is he's got like the best sense of humor you could ever. You never know. Yeah. You, like, yeah. Like I'll, I'll never forget one time, bro. It was my seventh birthday. It was it was basically the year my mom died, and uh, my uncle Rick came over and we he, he took me just me to go to breakfast at IHOP, and he could mm-hmm. tell I wasn't doing good, so he grabbed the two, uh, you know, like the, the for for syrup, you know, the little thing where you push it back and yeah. it like opens yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. and he yeah. started talking to me with him. He's like, "Hey Keith, how you doing? Are you, are you okay?" <laughs> That's hilarious. <bro>. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Man. I was like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> but, you know, but he made me laugh. But you know, this is the same guy that we're and talking about. The real wow. reason we even yeah. know this side of him is because his therapist told him he needs to divulge. Yeah. Yeah. Some of this wow. stuff to, to, to his family members and stuff. And I was going on camping trips with him a lot. He's calling him my dad, you know. They, they, Uncle Rick is amazing. He's man. a cool cat. And uh, we really had a real bond. And he started telling me some of his war stories. And they, they ain't nice. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I, um, so but I had like, not that, heard about his, his yeah, well, it took experience. Me, it, took that, me, that, it, it, it took me a while else. to get that out of him. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know if you, uh, you know, like, anytime, anytime I post on our on our page or whatever, like, about anything Sasquatch Bigfoot, Uncle Rick is the first one to hit that like button every fucking time. Man. Shout out to Uncle Rick. Man. Yeah, Uncle Rick. Awesome. You know, Uncle Ricky. You know, and like, the thing is, is he, you know, he's this big, he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, you know, so but you, know, you got to kind of imagine him fifty years ago. Yeah, he's a true gentleman. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. That's awesome. So kind of, they I did not know that you had encounters, man. That blows my mind. Yeah, you I didn't know. Tell you, you were saving it. You were saving it. I have a lot of you know. I'm really fascinated with the subject as an adult. You know, Kevin likes talking about stuff. Too. When I was young, it was just something that happened. I had a lot of other spiritual encounters and stuff. So it was. But we just definitely need to get into that. that. Had happened, you know, and. I am curious. So obviously with the Sasquatch um, type of experiences, you didn't really have that fear. Um, What experience did you really feel like? This is like scary as fuck. Like this is like cold red. I need to get out of here. What what, what was one of the experiences? With both of those, you know, it was run for your life at the very end. Mm -hmm. Not fear in the beginning. You know, it's sizing me up. I'm sizing it up. Right. And then I'm out. Because my natural instinct is uh, a runner. I was uh, an athlete when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I loved cross-country running. I loved track, things like that. I was a very fast runner. So my solution for any kind of problem was to run. So as soon as I saw oh, no. that dude standing there in the, in, the, in the middle of the path, I just turned and ran. Now, he was only probably um, that encounter. Couldn't have been more than... 50 feet from the camp mm-hmm. and I didn't like I ran a real far distance I just right, ran right. very fast my dad had noticed that he's like what the hell are you running about and I just was like nothing sat down on <laughs> yeah. the bucket you know and yeah, I didn't yeah. want to it just and it, I did you know if if I had heard footsteps come a running up to the camp then maybe I would have said oh yeah I think hey, dad grab you for yeah, you're damn right <laughs> I think that'd be a whole different experience right <laughs> but since that's not how it went down you know I was an extremely shy kid at the time and really quiet and to get anything out of me would be been a miracle mm-hmm. you'd be lucky if i said 20 words in a freaking year you know i was just like that did not right. like to talk so the this stuff would present itself but i guess it's like they knew who am i gonna tell i don't talk to nobody anyways <laughs> right. you know i don't i don't tell nobody it's like they know this stuff i know? think i think they like from what you told me obviously i didn't know you back then but from what they told me i think they sense that you at heart viewed them as another animal and their natural Correct. habitat, and they, they almost felt the respect you've given. 
So I don't think they were like, oh, I'm going to go chase this kid or anything. Yeah. He kind of respects my space. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of coexisting at this point. And out there in the glades, man, again, people were rare. So mm-hmm. I, where we were so far remote, I, it was almost like he was sizing me up as in, it's another one of those things, and I've never seen one that small. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and, and, yeah, maybe. Well, no, it, the one thing you know, that... I was gonna, it, was, it was kind of the feeling that I got. But, again, I wasn't going to stick around to find out what its intentions were. I ran as fast as well, I could. that's a smart move. One of the big things in that scenario, it probably had the thought process of, like, if I hurt this little one, there's going to be more of them. You know, mm, if I that's if, true. if I hurt this little one, there's mm. going to be more of them coming to figure out what happened. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, right? I mean, you know, like so that's kind of where my if mind he had goes. Been watching us earlier in the day. Well, there's no way. There's no way we he was quite dangerous animals. Well, maybe <laughs> this is just a different uh, perspective. Maybe it was more protective of you, and you didn't even know. Maybe it looked at you but, small and it said, okay. It's using the bathroom. Um, I need to fucking make sure it's okay. Well, yeah. This, yeah. It's back there. Uh, and I'm serious because you got to think these <laughs> things know, are, so if they are animalistic, you have to think that they have some attributes of <laughs> like kind of that caring thing because every animal is protective of their cubs. Every animal is protective <laughs> of a funny. cub. So maybe it was just viewing you. Know, you just perspective. I never thought of it from that perspective, yeah. but if you knew my father and his friends, <laughs> yes, this is actually legitimate. <laughs> he's like that crazy dude. Those, still those off the... He's not paying. So wild. He's so not crazy. paying attention to this little one's out yeah, peeing. Yeah, yeah, I better yeah, fucking correct. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Many a times I I felt like, well, I was fortunate to come back from that camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Sasquatch is like, hey, hey, stop he shooting the cannon. The Your son's over here. Your little your little one's your over little here. guy's here. Yeah. Stop shooting the damn cannon. Uh, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. That's funny as fuck. You know, you you uh you made me think of a thing like that. It's always on my mind. Is you know I, I even mentioned this to you yesterday. Like, what is Sasquatch? I am of the camp that I think it's an animal, but there's something special to it at least. Um, yeah, you know, like it's because what I have written down here is the quantum Sasquatch mm-hmm. theory. I'm sure you've heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. And he he's got a lot on. I'm this. A, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that. Here, here's my take on what Sasquatch is. According to that May, that uh, Melville Ketchum thing, he's been around for 10,000 years. So if there's any truth to that, I think at one point in time, after the Great Flood, they arrived here. Mankind may have been friends with them for a little while, and then we screwed that up. So now we're, they live out there, we live out here. If we're to ever be a part of that world, Again, we have to make a big change. Mm-hmm. Um, humanity, society, the whole thing. And I'm not talking about some ra- sunshiny, rainbowy, huggy crap. Flute I can players. Give two craps about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about um, uh, acceptance of of mm-hmm. other beings that we share this world. And currently, mankind does not accept or believe that we share this planet. So as long as we are in that mode, they will always be in the fringe. They will not. They will not let themselves become part of. Sasquatch is never going to become your neighbor because of this. <laughs> right. We have got to change our mentality. Like I keep telling everybody, what do you do if you find? Let's say that you run over Sasquatch in your truck. Well, for one thing, you're going to need a bunch of people to move the damn thing. And, and your truck is destroyed. Pounds. Yeah, I'll say, no, now you get this thing in the back of your ride. 
who do you take it to that is going to change the world as we know it? Mm. Who is going to go, yep, you found a real Sasquatch. Your local university, are they going to agree with you or are they going to bury it like all the other people? Like, no, you do? found a bear. You're going to take it bear. to the local sheriff's <laughs> yeah, department. Yeah, yeah. Where they're it's gonna a bear call, slash sloth. <laughs> you're gonna call the local sheriff's department, where they come and and they and they just call the FBI or somebody who cares and makes it disappear, and then the threaten you, of, and then threaten you. Our biggest problem is even with proof, we still have the burden. Nobody will accept the proof. There's all kind of proof out there, but none of it is accepted in any kind of way. I'm glad you, you can't get it peer reviewed when it's right in front of your face with legitimate reports and all I got this a jazz, lot to say about that. You know, and here <laughs> and here we are, you know, and like I yeah. said, let's say let's say one of the um, specimens that that they use for Melba Ketchum's um, uh, study was shot by one of the sheriff's department. And still, we would have nothing. We would still have nothing. If he was dead right there in the yard and sheriff, we'd still have this story. Right. You know, we would, right, right. we would never get, we'll never get so for what's the, on the reel. It has to come from them. So it's either going to have to be from Uncle Sam telling every one of us, you know, hey, yo, we're sharing the planet. You're going to have to realize <laughs> this. That's why we're telling you about UAPs and all this other jazz. It's kind of wake you up that we actually don't own the planet we yeah. share it well like the big yeah. the big thing with evidence dude is there, yeah. there's enough evidence for sasquatch to put somebody in jail for murder correct you know what i'm saying you know so what the hell like what you know the, like well i think the clearest answer to any reason that people want to deny things that are not of the daily basis that they like the daily things they see is because to accept that something exists outside of what you're willing to like say oh this is reality which would would mean that you have to question everything you already set in stone and said this is you are so right. This is true. This is not. This is true. This is not. This makes you question. So so religious go surreal. Thing. So go surreal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so, you know. This this makes you question everything. This makes you question everything as far as what you decided to make comfortable in your life, and you say, hey, this is what exists. With this is what doesn't. We do things consistently as humans based off comfortability, right? Because we can see something with our own eyes. We go, nope. I didn't see shit. Yeah. I'm you, not, I didn't you see saw, shit. You saw a bear. Nope. Uh, that was uh, a firefly. Like, <laughs> no, the hell it wasn't, bro. It was a bright ass light and sucked somebody up in the sky, bro. That was a fucking UFO. Yeah. But you know, but the the point is that we we choose what we want to believe in because it's it's a blanket. Yeah. Reality for us is just a blanket, so we choose what 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 can fit in that reality. So I, I agree a hundred percent. Nobody's gonna take that and be like, yeah. I mean, this is right here. Um, you know, this yeah. is real. Well, no, gonna, they're, they're going to take it, it sure. to the local media again. And there's nobody who who will who's going to who's got your back in today's society. That's so cool. even if you have absolute proof, prove it. You know what I mean? Nobody <laughs> will accept it. This is the you biggest enemy right. that we have. So I think what why we don't why it's not so uh, commonplace and it's just experiences and he's not your neighbor is because it has to be a socially accepted thing in the amongst our society and then all things will start coming out of the woodwork yeah. oh yeah and, and i'm gonna piggyback off that real quick just because i think it's interesting um and i've talked to, about this just in general um i believe that they've been around for thousands of years 
So well, I think pr- that they, they, there was a species called Gigantopithecus, which would be yeah, no, you know, yeah, exactly. So I believe that they witness us react to things in the worst way possible, right? So they're like, hold on, Mm-mm. no, they just seen something they didn't understand. They just cut that motherfucker open. Now they're trying to, you know what I'm saying? So why would they genuinely be like? Hey, I'm right here. Let's all hang out. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they I don't. Can't. They won't. Yeah, no, of course because not. Because it's it's again, this is about us a change. So yeah. it isn't about yeah. whether people. I, that's why I have problems with like what you believe or whatever, because it's not about belief. They're not. It's it's this is all about a, a change in our mentality. Yeah, the way yeah. that people think. Well, because well, you know, like a point that you brought up, like uh, you know, say let's say like you know, like Chris was saying. Some, somehow, somehow, we got through completely proven, no doubt. It would have to change a lot of belief structures for like some religions, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so, Religious, scientific belief. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even like down right to your like core, like what is right, what is wrong. Right. About. Well, and then like when I say uh, there's there's enough evidence out there for Sasquatch to convict somebody of murder, and that mm. is true. You know, there's there's DNA. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, photographic evidence, you know, there's more than enough eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. If this was a, a human on trial for murder, they would be in jail for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so, it's no different than UFOs. It's no different well, than like alien the, shit that they literally dropped from. Like, yes. Let's talk about that. Not even, so, like, not even two months ago. When this man was elected as president, right, he said, if I am, I will drop all the documents we have about aliens. And it's online. If you guys think I'm playing. No, it's online. No. He dropped everything. His people are still like, nope, it doesn't exist. Nope, exa- yeah, well, because it questions right in front of your fucking because face. Because it makes you, it makes you, it makes you question your beliefs. It yes, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't get better than David Grosh. He's the whistleblower who's was he gonna go down in flames over this stuff. He was. This is what's the crazy shit of today. You know, I watched the whole hearing. He can't tell them nothing. It's all in a report. They have to go visit the report. Like yeah, the report. He, it's all. Of course, I can't they were blocked from. Of course, they were being congressmen and women were being blocked from seeing the actual report. But the best thing I gleaned from his situation was I've been given the top job of retrieving UAPs and other aerial phenomenon, mm-hmm. and there should be nobody above him. He asked that to his superior. Is there anybody above my top secret? Mm-hmm. And they said no. But yet, when he arrives at the site, they told him where there's a UAP, there's another group there, already there, and they run him off. So this is where we've got – this is why – we're, this is being exposed. The whistleblow is happening because when you're given the top job in the nation and there's somebody above you, you it's time to tell somebody about it. But he was really gracious about it and said, do you think that there's a department above you? And he said, no, but there isn't. This is about big business being above you. This was, they asked him, uh, AOC asked him, um, where do you think the money comes from? Do you think the government's paying for this? And he said, yes. <laughs> Who's paying? How are these being paid for? Are these being paid for uh, those uh, like um, uh, pork bellies type things, you know, <laughs> where like the, you know, where we study popcorn for a hundred grand or whatever. Mm. Is that where that money's going? And he's like, yes. And she's like, can you name names of the company? I saw that. Receiving this. And <laughs> yeah. he said, yes. It's all in the report. I can't name names. You know, he could have done us all a big favor and just name the names. You know, this thing that happened with Budweiser recently with uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I love, I, I, this was the world's biggest you know eye opener so, to uh, what has uh, really, explain, explain who's really running this country. So, Dylan, 
is the face of transgenderism and pissed off a lot of beer drinkers. Basically, the was the reason uh, Budweiser yeah. did this is because they're under pressure from a company called BlackRock. BlackRock is a loan company that gives out money to these big businesses. It's all private. If you don't want to use a bank, you can use these guys. These dirty deeds. Well, the muckety muck, the head honcho, was putting out he called memos. They were just supposed to be guidelines for people to abide by, you know, follow kinda to help you in your wokeness. So if your business mm, isn't woke okay. enough, then you don't get the loan or you get a smaller loan. Got you. There's a name for this as an acronym, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, this is the demon that was exposed. These are the real monsters who run our country. So you think that Budweiser, and you see all this, all this manby pamby stuff that ticks you off on commercials. Well, mm -hmm. that is because there's a big loan company that's providing them with funds that are making sure that they do what they like. And that means supporting every fringe wokey woke thing. And that's what I loved about, you know, this kind of exposure. So I feel like this is the world we still live in, but we've yet to have our Sasquatch Dylan Mulvaney come along <laughs> and save the country. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I what think I'm yeah, waiting for. Right. There's some kind of thing that's going to wake everyone out. After that, you know, People have really realized what was going on. They're being manipulated. It wasn't. It wasn't organic. There was nothing natural occurring here. This wasn't because businesses wanted to be, oh, this or that. They wanted to do that because the money was this or that. Well, I mean, I I I'm gonna follow up with saying that this is something I was told to me since a kid, and that was that every geniuses in the world was told that they were crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's easier to tell. Oh, as soon as someone says the truth, oh, that guy's crazy. Yeah. He's delusional. He doesn't know what he's, he's talking about. He's a charlatan. But then yeah. next week, he's disappeared without a sound. Do the math. <laughs> Do the math. You know well, what I mean? And that's just about real. David. Everybody send a prayer out to David Grouch because he's worried <laughs> <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> so like, that that actually that whole line of thought there made me like I was like listening to you like mm -hmm. so like do you think that the government is covering up the evidence of Sasquatch. Fuck yes. Oh, my God, man. Come on. I and think they're covering what, up know, everything because a lot of this, whether religious or not, some of this shit is prophesied in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Some of this shit is, is talked about. They even talk about creatures that resemble. Are you getting into the Nephilim? Is that what you're going yeah, to Yes. Okay. The Nephilim is, resembles the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the description of the Sasquatch. And I think the point is that we, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not shitting on anybody's religion, but I'm not no, saying that be everything. No, we could not be talking about this topic if right. we didn't talk about the Nephilim. Yeah, so, so I think everything is worn to us at some point in time. I think it's very interesting that people go, oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Until it's right in front of their face, and then now they're preaching it. But guess what? Now society's saying, you're crazy. You're crazy. It's because they rather believe that you're crazy mm -hmm. than to accept that there's a world that these things exist. Because, again, going back to saying what I was saying before, if they exist, what is religion? What is science? What is your moral code? What is everything you ever established as a person? What does it mean? That is what you were saying. You think yeah. governments as a conspiracy to cover up. For sure. It doesn't really have to. You have complicity, mostly amongst the academics. So, again, this is where we run into the same problem. You go ahead and take Sasquatch's dead body to the 
college and they're not going to accept it in any kind of way because it goes against everything you that found they a bear behold. you found a bear you know you and this is, yep. <laughs> academia is the friend of the government and so is all these other groups they they don't it's complicity they don't even have to be so a lot of times the government gets the credit for stuff that john q public is complicit in they are part of the problem they aren't willing to let it become known to everybody but you're right it is the people the people are the problem because check this out they announced covid right which is just a fucking virus <laughs> just a virus look at how people reacted yeah realistically i'm being honest the government can't tell us anything because realistically nobody can handle anything being told to them they well, can't well that, that's kind of one of my you know <coughs> speaking of which like uh with uh, sasquatch I think one of the reasons it's covered up is the lumber industry. And, you know, that's kind of a defeated kind of argument. But the thing is, is if uh, the United States found out that there was a large ape in the, say we had a North American ape, the lumber industry would have to stop. Yeah, be protected. (coughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's always the big fear. And they've already (coughs) set aside land. They've already claimed some areas. I think the Sierras is part of that. That is off limits so if you like you said if you killed a sasquatch in that area it would not be too good for you oh there's they have laws on it well yeah there's even some spots where it's illegal to kill a sasquatch yeah, they obviously know something <coughs> about, but yeah, not, yeah well, i mean again, that, that's the proof in itself slow the slow trickle it has to be it seems to be what they're uh, what they're doing right the slow trickle still but you know people are fat people are above that most people are ahead of that you know i tell some of the stuff that goes on that i've experienced in and it's not all met with uh, crooked eye. Right, right. So it is more acceptable, the idea that there, we share this planet. Right. Well, in, uh, you were talking about like <clears throat> living in a haunted house. The spot here the studio is in is 100% haunted. And it's, it's interesting. It's uh, when my house isn't clean, I, I, I get this uh, visual image of like an old Latina lady. The, 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 I'm, I'm not kidding. Your spirit's calling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's and like, cause I, like I'll be like, like and they say, say my house is just trashed, close to this point that it's at right now. But you know, like I'd be, <coughs> I'll be laying in my bedroom and my cabinets will slam. Boom. Okay. Like, I'm not joking, dude. Like I, I my buddy Tony was here about uh, about six months ago, and uh, we were all hanging out in here. It was like three in the afternoon, and my all all of my cabinet doors. And my, be- and my kitchen slammed. And he went running out of the house and refuses to come back. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you, man. You're my guy. That happens, better clean your fucking house. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going nowhere, but you, you got to well, clean she's, your fucking she's house. Like the, she's like the nina that's like, why yeah, didn't yeah. you, your house clean? You know, like, I, I lived here for 50 years. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big place. You can keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> you know it's like mean? one day you hear like a ding dong, and then like you open up the door, that's like fabuloso and fucking right, and a whole bunch of shit just right outside. <laughs> With like a letter, don't let me catch yeah. this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. We, we need more Lysol. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no Superman. No, 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 more, no more Superman. <laughs> no we, more. Need, we need some Lysol. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Actually, that's awesome. So that kind of leads into <laughs> spiritual things. So you told us that you had some spiritual interactions. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you care to kind of share with the, with the audience here some of your your experiences? Well, um, we lived in this house up in Ohio that was once a um, 
was like an ex-mob house from what we've been told. An ex-mob house? Yeah, it was on the edge. <laughs> I thought that's what he said. Yeah. It was on the edge of once was a one giant lake. We lived on a, uh, near this place called Silver Lake. And when I lived there, it's just three little lakes. But I've been told by the older <coughs> folks that lived around there that it was one large lake, and most of the mob lived around there as a hiding place. So they wanted mm-hmm. to hide out. This is where you went. Now, who knows what happened on that property? I never had anything that would I would say was related to the mob, uh, spiritually or anything. But there was the house was <coughs> haunted as all day, and all day, <laughs> all it could get out. Um, some of the examples were uh, a spot on the wall that looked like blood. It, you could paint over it. It didn't matter. It always kept coming that's the wall. fucking crazy. Windows, certain yeah, windows would rattle no matter what. didn't matter if the house had air conditioning on or off. It didn't matter. The window would rattle all the time. You always felt like someone was watching you in the home. Wow. Um, we had one time we left the house and uh, had a, a metal screen door on the outside <coughs> and... The regular door, of course, and we didn't have a key to the screen door to the uh, the metal door on the outside. You couldn't lock it from the outside. But one day we come home, the front door is wide open, and the screen door is locked. We had to go and climb through a window to unlock the door to get into the home. And you would see, over time, things started getting worse and worse and worse. So... That started happening. Then one time I was down in the basement. My dad had equipment to make a knife, and I was fixing up this knife. And my brother lived in the basement. And I thought I saw my brother walk by, <laughs> and it wasn't him. The light <laughs> went and turned on in the bedroom, but nobody was in there. So you see apparitions. You'd hear footsteps walking on the wood floor above you if you were down in right, the basement. Right. Weird stuff like that. Um, I have some paintings in my – they're pictures – of these two older gentlemen, one's young, older, one's a lot older. Um, their hand touched up with a brush. They're old black and whites that have been touched up, and they're oval with glass. My dad had been uh, working on some stuff in the attic, and um, he had this dream that, uh, that there was some pictures underneath the floorboards in the attic. So the next day, he went up there and pulled up those floorboards, and there they were. Oh, my God. The week before, <coughs> my aunt had been over, and she had been claiming that she was a clairvoyant, that she could see things. Mm-hmm. Well, after my dad had discovered the paintings, a week later, she calls him up and said, I had a dream that there were some pictures underneath the floorboards in your attic. And mind you, prior to this, did he speak like, about I've that? I've already found them. <laughs> That's great. So prior to this, they didn't speak about that at all. Never had talked about it. Wow. So I don't know. It, she calls him up and he's like, yeah, I never, no one had met him. They didn't tell anybody about it. <coughs> they just found him. He didn't tell anybody about how he discovered them either. I have them to this very day. They are definitely possessed, haunted, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They love, they look uh, over <coughs> us in a friendly manner. You know, I don't think they've yeah. ever done is like they'll, they like touch you every now and then to let you know that they're still hanging That's around. creepy as fuck. But, um, Carol <laughs> can vouch for this. Uh, we were, we had just gotten, I just moved in with her, and uh, I took the pictures, and, and I'm talking to them. I'm telling these paintings, you know, hey, you know. Be on your best behavior. Be on your best behavior <laughs> because I'm putting yeah, you in yeah. the closet tonight, yeah. and I'll hang you up tomorrow. Mm. No, just don't, 
you know, be cool, you know. And I'm, 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 I'm thinking nothing's going to happen. Not really. Yeah. And sure enough, around 2 o'clock in the morning, man, you hear, like, some of the kids running up and down the hallway. What the? People talking and all this shit. And Carol's like, and then you hear the door from the, from the, the closet rattling like crazy. Ooh, so I get know. up. And I go to the door and I tell him, hey, you know, you guys really need to knock it off. This isn't cool. Don't just stop. And it stopped. And then the next day I hung them up and I didn't have any more problems with them after that. So I have a question for you. Okay, so that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So what makes you want to hold on to them? Do you feel like you have some sort of like... Like um, I have to an ownership. be the guardian. It's an ownership. That is it. Yeah. At this point, I they protected me. I protected them. Uh, my wife ran into somebody that was into researching antiques. She, my wife, had told this person about the pictures, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do the research and they wanted all my information where I lived and where I'd found them and all that jazz. And after thinking about it for a day or two, I told Carol, I was like, no. I don't want them poking the bear. I, I don't want to know their names. I don't know who these people were. I don't think they were that nice mm. of people. And at this point, I think they're just trying to redeem themselves. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. It's almost like don't well, get the information because you want to kind of split open an open wound. We could never yeah, know who these yeah, people yeah. are. You know, they don't. Okay. They're not smiling in the pictures. They're that old. They're the old pictures, mm, you know. Okay. They're big size. I'll have to take a picture and show you folks what they look like. Yeah. I mean, old school. I don't even school. Know. We got to put, we gotta put that on the page, <laughs> dude. We got to put that on the page. Maybe. Everybody who sees it gets like, it just starts yeah. tweaking. Kind of the omen shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's crazy. Seven days. So I do believe in their power. I respect them and yeah. talk to them. I'm not alone. Other family members say stuff to them, too. Like, hey. Wow. Well, yeah, my aunt Carol is. She's not a bullshitter. No, yeah, no. She's, she's no. not a believer in any of this jazz. She's not like this at all. When she told me about what she had seen over there, with that's her, what I wanted to hear about. Yes, that's you what know, I want to hear about. That I was like, that I know it's not just me. Well, it may be me as in the attraction, but there you might, you might be a a beacon, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you might be, be. another reason. Yeah. So, uh, I want to hear the story about Carol seeing this wolf. I want to hear that. Yeah, so like I was telling you guys, yes. um, we were standing outside. It was an, an evening, a nice, beautiful summer evening, and the dogs are all bar- in the neighborhood. They're all, all the dogs are going nuts across the neighborhood, and just it was kind of odd to hear that many dogs barking. And then the roar came that shut them all up. It was a roar that sounded like it was came from a wolf that was like. I don't know. It sounded like he was standing eight foot tall, ten foot tall, and this thing was loud as all get out. There's not wolves out where we live, but this thing sounded like a wolf, but worse, and it shut all the dogs up. Well, we kind of, it went on for about two days, we heard that. Really? A couple evenings that occurred. Wow. And then... That's when Carol saw she was walking over to her shop. She and she's saw, never the woman to bullshit you, dude. Yeah. She's, this is about, about 30. Our, her shop's about uh, 20 yards from the front door. And she said she got about halfway when she saw something um, standing by her steps. And she said it looked like a giant wolf, but it was not. It was too giant to be any kind of wolf, this thing. But she said it stood at the top of her steps, and the steps are about four. You know, I've been there. I know what he's talking about. Four and a half feet tall. And she said it was like two foot wide. This thing was massive. And it just, uh, I don't know. 
I ran out there. I grabbed my gun. I ran out there to look to see. I just got the creepy vibe. It was one of those nights where it was pitch black, no moon. Just the light could not penetrate the darkness for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bring a light. I just you had the light of the building. So I was not going to venture out there to discover. <laughs> this is not a Hollywood movie. Uh, yeah, I, I don't believe I stood you. <laughs> my ground. I got this creepy vibe. I'm like, well... I'm not gonna go find it. I'm going back in the house. Uh, so I'm not gonna just. I'm not into that kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna poke the bear. It'll go away. <laughs> I feel like that's been your survival uh, survival <laughs> tip number one. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. That's, been, that's been the consistent advice here. You guys. Well, that, she they was get... scared to death when she came in the house. I and, and for know, for Aunt Carol to be scared. These weird experiences, but for her to have it was a real eye opener. And that's when I started thinking about the boulders on the property. Um, yes, I want to hear about that too. Like, so a uh, big thing is, you know, I, I'm reiterating this. My aunt Carol is a no nonsense type of woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and for I've never, I've, you know, I've known her my whole life, mm-hmm. and I've never seen her scared. Yeah, this stuff's wow. laughable to her, and she's seen that, and she's like, wow, you know. So we don't talk about it. It's not one of those things we talk about at all. It happened. That was it in the subject. We have not talked about it since. I bring it up every now and then, you know. And then and she's like, probably hey, like, I don't want to talk about it, Chris. I don't want to talk about saw it. And then she just leaves it at that. Like, I know you saw it, but you know, I know it's not something you want to talk about. Mm. You know, just something, another odd thing around the area that was going on. Right. And I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't see it myself, so what are you going to do, you know? But I right. I know what I saw. <laughs> I'm not, not going to get in it. I could feel like it was not cool to go wandering around out there, and I was armed. So... I stayed away and well they, they so if you tomorrow. say if you you said that you didn't want to go wandering around and you were armed did you feel an energy that yeah. just made okay so that, okay. That, that gives me so like, there's definitely goodbye. something there I, I mean regardless of what it was there was Normally, definitely something that I wouldn't be afraid to step into a shadow this that moment it wouldn't dare so it was like that that, yeah. g- that gives me skinwalker vibes yes you know yeah, like I would, I would say that. so yeah that, that gives me skinwalker vibes because we're in the area we're in the you know, Tucson, Arizona, down in the Sonoran Desert, is the. I the, live near the Tohono O'odham uh, Reservation. See. And, <laughs> and I and I just discovered what's funny is I I found this old map and I forget the name. It was somebody's trail, and the trail pretty much goes right by my house. Mm-hmm. So, I the you don't know where you lived where you live now, what it was before. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, who knows who went through here and who camped where. I have a gigantic tree on the property. It's probably one of the biggest ones in the neighborhood. This would be an attraction if you were traveling across the desert. This is somewhere you would probably stop at. And this is on my property. Well, you'd, you'd well, see it from miles. 40, 50 feet away yeah. from those boulders, which is an odd Well, thing. I was going to say, even the boulders. Mesquite, and then there's this boulder pile out there. Mm. Which and I, I've seen I the boulders. I don't explain why. I, there's I've walked all over this area and and I don't encounter boulders like that are on my property. I, I love the fact that you you mentioned there or if they were already there. Yeah, I love the fact that you mentioned you you had no clue what was there before then because I think it's very interesting the boulder thing because to me it could go down to anything as far as a ritual. Mm. It could have been used for rituality. It could have been a sacred stuff. Site. Yeah. It could have been used for rituals because before you guys even thought about going to that land. Oh, you know what hundreds I mean? so, of years ago. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. It's just a lot of the stuff seems to happen in that area. So it's interesting to me what type of doors are open around that area. 
Well, here's something weird too, dude, is I feel like living where I am is kind of a kismet thing. Um, Carol and I were looking for a place to rent a long time ago when we were living with Ashley, her daughter, and her and her husband. So we went out to this house that was way out where we live now. And at the time, we, we went out to this place and thought, we would never live out here. This is the boonies. It's this out there, bro. Crazy. It's we out there. We never live right, out right. there. And then couple years later we buy a house and we live out there and we're walking down the road and then we cross that house that we were thinking about renting and we were both we both turned into each other with a flabbergasted look and go that's that house that we said we would never live at because it was so far away yeah, here yeah. we are mm. living here now yeah it's, well, it's does, out there dude. how how does this happen you know that i end up on this property that has these boulders on it and all these saguaros and everything else. I mean, right, I, mean right. I sold the, some of the saguaros and everything. Did you? Made out, yeah. Huh. You know, the property is valuable. You know, it's a good property. But, yeah, the, the boulders are an oddity because you can walk around all the other properties and you won't see them. Yeah, I've I seen them. I've stood by them. Over there and where they came from. And the only reason I bring them up is I love the uh, David Politis stories about boulders and how dangerous they are. And the Indians talked about them now dangerous they can be Mm -hmm. to be hanging around them these are sacred places so to speak well like if you want to like you know who uh, dan carlin is yeah okay so like a big thing with that is like so boulders to even be in that area would have to be a riverbed for them to even be in that area Mm -hmm. and i don't see that area being a riverbed now here's what's funny now i dig the property a lot so one i dig like i said you don't know what was once there before you I, when I'm digging the property, I encounter a lot of um, um, pieces of foundation from somebody's home or a building or something. No shit. And it's oh, all buried man. underneath. But when I dig further down, I hit an ancient riverbed every single time. It's, That's it fucking runs wild. runs right underneath my house. It's about the width of my house. runs right underneath it. It's an ancient riverbed. So I all kind of gravel. That's down, wild. About three feet, I hit gravel. So wow. they could have been part of an old riverbed that yeah. from way, way back in times. I find it interesting that you originally were not at all interested in this house. Like you guys were like, <laughs> no, no, no. What was the main thing that just completely like made you guys like say, fuck this house? No, no, no. Um, originally, it was kind of it was just a rental that was kind of run down and everything, and it was so far out. And mm-hmm. We're like, this is. Well, I don't know why we'd ever want to live out here. This is in the boonies and then right we found this rent to own thing and we went and checked them out and it turned out to be legit and we found checked the house out and ended up buying the place not even mm. knowing that it was a place just up the street from where we were like no way in hell we'd ever live out here. Yeah. it's a cool property too it's a cool property <laughs> properties need to love being out there i just yeah. don't think it's coincidental is what yes, i'm trying to get, get i have to found out. that there's more kismet in my life and i can prove it <laughs> yeah I have, um i have physical physical proof Okay, so right now in my household, I have a white rabbit. I have a Shih Tzu, a brown and white Shih Tzu, and a, a gray stray cat that likes to hang out at my house, living at my house. Mm. I went and bought a book at this Goodwill and was flipping through the book and the two pages on this, and, I, and you guys can take pictures and put it up. There's two pages side by side. One with a gray cat. Oh, cool. One with the with the, the Shih Tzu hanging out with white rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool as fuck, man. Kismet likes to follow man. me. <laughs> wow. 
So and it sounds like it's been this way since you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like fall, fall place. If I wow. want something to happen, I can. And it's kind of strange, but if I think about it hard enough, uh, I can kind of make it happen. You know. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. There's times where I've, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I really could, I really, I really need to love to find some money right now. I really could use some money. Just thinking this right, over right. and over and over again, and I find fifty bucks. <laughs> so, Crazy, yeah. Uh, that's kind of stuff that I did when I was a kid. So it kind of travels throughout life. If you. That's awesome. I think that's well, also I, I think a blessing. you got to be tuned yeah. into shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be tuned in. I think that's why I see what I see mm-hmm. and all that is because I'm in tune with what's going on in the. Yeah. In, in the world, so to speak. I'm more, I'm more, so I don't know, I don't know, this is going to get out there, and I know you guys like Nephilim, I'll say this, so then you guys should dig this. This is, I don't know if you remember the Sumerian stories. Yep, yep, the, yeah. Okay, so they claim, I read Zachariah Sitch's book, about the Planet Nine and all that stuff, and I really like what he has to say. So they claim that when they came, the Anunnaki came down here, that they took the existing being on this planet and tr- and took the and created mankind, which was the first Adamo, i.e. Adam, and then they put him in Edom to breed with the beings that were here on this planet that existed. This this is the book of Eli, uh, Enoch, right? Book of Enoch okay, too. yeah. They put him in the book. They put him in Edom to breed with the existing beings on this planet that were in tune and with this planet. He could not breathe with them, so that's when they had to create Eve. So now we are in our mankind. Then you now. get Lilith and all that. Mankind too. wipes out the new mankind, us, wipes out all the old humans that were here, the human like people, the, the thing that they made us from. So I feel like some people in this world may be more of the original beings right right well so, like, so like kind of what you're getting at yeah, is like, no, I like that. bloodline and maybe some of us are more on the earth bloodline well then mm. like on that kind of that same note is like uh, neanderthal and uh yeah. homo erectus because that's we're not homo erectus mm-hmm. that's something else it's but. the big hole in evolution they told us when we were kids growing up over and over again that there there is the missing link part that makes us from them to us well yeah. we all know where the missing link is it's called the anunnaki <laughs> they came in and changed all of us yeah. and then we wiped out most of the things that were here would you us. say that you personally feel that maybe you have some of more of the older because i would say in your experiences just kind of hearing how it goes maybe that's why some of these things happen to you but none of it seem to be like threat threatening to you or threatened See, by that, you. That's kind of what's got me um, the whole time is like, yeah, he's never yeah. Felt threatened. I think, yeah. So I think that maybe you, it's sensed within the environment type of thing, right? Like the, the whole energy of that. And they like, they're like, okay, like this kid is, he's okay. He's good. We, we, like, we, we better make sure that he's okay when he takes a well, pee. It, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, but I think it, it feels more like, even though it's scary as hell, um, it feels more like a protective energy more than it being like a, especially with like the paintings and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think even like yeah, so with the paintings and even you witnessing like the blood on the walls and stuff like that. To me, I and this is just my perspective. You guys can chime in. Um, to me, it's more like something or someone was trying to communicate with you what has happened in that house. So almost like a warning, like hey, 
this is what's going on in the house. Because I don't think, did you feel like, I'm sure you felt scared, but did you ever feel like anything was trying to attack you when you were in that house? No. Later on, that's what we decided. Uh, after Ron, we moved out, and the whole family was sitting around at the dinner table. We were all talking about well, the current, the things that happened to us, mm-hmm. the experiences. And what we determined, basically, is that there was more than this place was like a portal almost, man. This was a coming and going place. I had some pretty wild experiences here right. with other spirits. I think those two have been our protectors that whole time we were in that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Because yeah. there was, yeah. my dad believed there was something nearly demonic that lived in the home. He had an experience that scared the wits out of him. I saw it in his face. He was remodeling the bathroom in his, he was putting a bathroom in a closet. So he had to crawl underneath the house. And when he was underneath the house, he said he got the creeps big time. And he said he could see red glowing eyes staring at him underneath the house. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. I'm out, bro. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so completely out. He starts to, he's sitting there looking at it, staring at it. And he said, then it rushes upon him oh, and oh, grabs oh. his arm. Oh, shit. So like, he said he felt someone's hand grab his arm. So I'm walking by at the same moment that he's scurrying out from underneath the house in a panicked, white-faced moment. Mm. And I go, hey, Dad, you okay? And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> I he bet, just gets I up bet. and he runs off into the house and I, nothing, didn't think much of it. Mm. Well, then yeah. for a couple of days, he had a bandage wrapped around his arm. No well, shit. Well, he was hiding that he had a handprint on his arm from something grabbing him on his arm. So there was yeah. a physical handprint that you... physical experience. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, man? I mm. had experienced oh the touching the stuff. I was laying on my waterbed one day, night, and I felt someone push me on my back, you know, wow. through the waterbed, you know, like a pretty good shove. It was pretty distinct. <laughs> so uh, I've got a... I've wow. got those kind of experiences often in the home, you know, these touching experiences or sure. brushing up against you, weird shit like that. You know, you weird, weird stuff. Uh, one time I was, uh, I was into making model cars a lot. And I was up really late. And I had this chair that I would never keep in my room because the chair gave me the creeps because it was a really, really old chair, old mm-hmm. wooden chair. So I'm sitting there using this. I went through the to same thing. No, you're sitting on one. <laughs> I know, but I went through the same thing. It's interesting. So I took this chair because I was, it was late at night and I was being lazy. Normally I went and took it and put it back in the kitchen. Well, that night I stuffed it in the corner of my bedroom. So mm-hmm. I'm laying there and I'm looking at the chair, laying there trying to fall asleep, and it looks like there's somebody sitting in the chair. So I turn the light on and there's nobody in the chair. And I'm, I'm like, that's strange. And I see it a couple times. So I just, at, at this point, I'm tired and I blow it off. I'm ignoring it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm used to the house and the creepiness. Do what you want. Well, that mm-hmm. was a big mistake. So I'm laying there in the bed, and I hear, oh, and Chris. I'm like, whoa, uh, what was that? Whoa, <laughs> so, and I, and I jump up, I turn the light on, and I was like, whoa, what was that? I look around, and nothing's happening. So, okay, that was just me. I creep myself out. That was just me breathing. So I turn the light back off, and I'm laying there, and I hear, oh. Like that in my ear, and that was it. I plug the light on. I go grab that chair, stick it out in the kitchen. It didn't have another incident that night. I'm laying there in bed around. It's it's almost dusk, and I wake up, and there is this is wild. There's an Indian woman floating above my bed in cross legs, glowing. Uh. <laughs> don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. She's just sitting there, glowing, floating. 
in the front of my bed, and then she disappears. See, dude, you're in tune. It was like, again, another He's protection thing, I think, you know, that was getting I think out. so, because I don't think the Indian one would be the same um, maybe spirit that was giving you those little breaths and stuff. I think it might no, have been a whole different. No, that was the other person, and yeah. she was there so to tell me. This, what I take from it, that's a protective, like, yeah. for no, sure. no, like, for sure. this like, needs I'm to get out of here. That's so to I'm connect here. a dot here for you folks is the house that I lived in next about – I'd say it was about 100 yards away from our house was a swampy area. It was a forest area that nobody ever touched, goes into. And everybody was told that is an old Indian burial ground. Do not go over there. Wow. So we lived right next to this. And who knows how far that Indian burial ground actually went. You know, it probably was on that property. In fact, the edge of the lake was where this house sat at one time but the lake had been dried up so you could see it from where we were standing if you could look down you could see how the lake went down in and then the burial ground was off to the side and our house would have been pretty much the burial ground right i had that one one experience with that indian woman and that was it after that i had experience very similar if you don't mind me to just kind of tell you so i had this everybody here knows that i'm from massachusetts well back in mass I was in our old apartment, right? And majority of the nights, the door would open and close by itself. And it kind of weirded me out, but I kind of let it go. There was one night that the door opened, but this time it opened really slowly. And this time I actually seen something. I couldn't make out what it was, but I can tell it was a little girl. And then we actually had, I said, as soon as you started talking straight, I was like this, because I was like, same, same. We had a little wooden rocking chair in the room. Uh, I'm not even joking, bro. I'm getting chills talking about this because it's spurrow. All of a sudden, the chair started rocking. Then I could see little feet that had like little, like almost like little old timey black shoes and like the white socks that had the little flower old type thing. It's a little girl rocking a thing, but she would sit there and just stare at me. Just stare at me and it scared the living fuck out of me, right? So I was tripping, and I, I would go through this all the time and all the time. And finally, I had, my, I had a bunk bed with my stepbrother. And I'm like, yo, look, Jay. Jay, look. You know, look. And he looks, and he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is what I've been trying to tell you. But, you know, he sees it. He finally sees it. And then all of a sudden, she gets up, runs fast as fuck, and the door slams behind her. It was the scariest oh. shit in the world, right? Mind you, so a couple years after that, I move across the street. It's in the projects. I move across the street. My best friend, Nino, lives in that same house now. His room is my old room. He tells me at night he hears a little girl going up and down the stairs, and sometimes he swears that that door opens a little bit and shuts a little bit. Okay. And that uh, he feels that he sees a little girl. The fuck, bro? Uh, I believe you 100%. Like, dude, my, my hair is standing up too. It's my, my leg hairs right now. I'm signing the hedgehog. So, uh, like, I'm scared. How do you how do you feel about residual hauntings? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, specify a little bit. Oh, so like, oh, like for the for like the residents. So, like so the, no residual house? haunting is like a snapshot in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a snapshot. I feel like time. it's sad, man. I feel like a spirit just kind of stuck within. Well, they're they're you know, they're more or less time has it, trapped it. Right, they yeah. more or less have to do the same thing over and over and over again, and they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the house, uh, the Winchester house? Mm-hmm. You know oh, yeah, yeah, about? yeah. 
that, yeah. that's kind of like on that same note you know what i mean like uh, i forget the lady's name she was the 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 wife of the guy that created winchester the winchester and all the spirits were yeah in the so house she like intentionally would uh hire different people to like put this house together because well, they said that the spirits, spirits created the, the the whole blueprint of the thing mm-hmm. themselves they wanted the house to be a certain way right well there's there's like staircases that go to nowhere nowhere you need doors nope. that don't even open they're just in the wall mm-hmm. you know like um you can take this for a grain of salt and you know chris knew my dad very well you know like i have my dad's ashes in this house mm-hmm. and since i have brought my dad here things have been a little different you know, as as far as like uh, the, I'm I'm gonna use the name Juanita, the uh, mm-hmm. Juan, the the Mexican lady that is upset when I don't clean the place. Like <laughs> I like I feel another. You know I I you know take this for what it is. Mm. But you know my dad's ashes are here and I feel it. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I'm getting getting a little emotional. But like uh, so so I'll, I'll turn on Good Bad and the Ugly or uh, Mad Max or gotcha. Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then I will just feel this heaviness mm. of, of like, uh, like I'll get emotional. I'll just be like, why is that hitting me that way? Right. You're like, what the fuck? Why right, is that right. hitting me that way? Like, I'll, I'll like sit here and listen to like uh, uh, Voodoo Child, and, you know, and it'll hit me in a way that is just so overwhelming. Mm. And that never happened before my dad's ashes were here. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, take it or leave it. You know, but it, I believe it, you, man. You know, it, it's just like Papalaki was a fucking interesting guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually gifted uh, him my dad's motorcycle, and uh, wow. something told me that I needed to do that. You know, mm-hmm. and I respect it highly. That it doesn't matter how cluttered my shed gets, nothing is allowed to rest upon it. Yeah, see, it's yeah. like that. It's respect. Yeah, it's because wow, it's uh, yeah. that's got more of my dad's energy than I would say anything. Just mm-hmm. took new pictures of it the other day. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so, t- t- you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I realize you guys are sticking with but us, and I appreciate your it. Your dad doesn't have a power. I get your point. Your dad does have that, That, like I said, I can still feel him on that bike. Yes, I yes, can, yes. I, It's why I cannot let anything fall upon it, rest upon it, lay on it. Mm-hmm. Because it was his, per- it was his soul. Yeah, and I still feel like yeah. he's it's still there, you know. Yeah, you know, like that was that piece you know, of metal still part of him. Well, him and my mom went on the, their first date on that motorcycle. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. You know, and wow. I, I actually wow. have the the license plate, and it was on my birthday. Wow. Yeah, Beautiful. Oh, yeah, my my mom and my dad went on my went on their first date on December fourteenth. Mm. <laughs> show show Eli over there. Get. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures of Pagan Wagon <laughs> on that man. That's wow, what a beautiful bike, man. What yeah, I think, I love the fact I got, that you I just that's how she sits. <sighs> I get people all the time. Where's your dad's bike? It's in a good spot. That's yeah, where it's where it needs to be. You know, you oh, know, yeah. like because uh, when you know, you know, we're doing a podcast, and of course, the conversation is going to go wherever it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact, you know, like we're talking about spirits and the whatnot. My pops, dude, he was an amazing man, and. The fact, you know, I, I'm just glad that I thought to even bring up the motorcycle mm. because, you know, uh, I think you connect your spirit to things mm. that you are in love with. And the fact that he says that he can still feel it, that's, mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. I, every time mm. I have uh, someone close to me die, they, they let me know. They, yeah. They come and, and brush the top of my head. It's the weirdest thing. They can be in the weirdest place. I can, I can be in the bathroom using the bathroom. <laughs> have that moment and i'll be like hey not good timing but i'm glad you came 
Yeah. I've had it. I mean, but I know that's what that moment was. At right. That moment. Right. It's like, what did you felt just like someone took a handful of cobwebs and dragged them over the top of Right. The you like, know. There's nothing, there's nothing happened. There's no, I don't have fans like that in the house and uh, yeah. shit like that. So my big thing is I was raised Irish Catholic, which is, you know, like, uh, fire and brimstone, fire and brimstone. Right, right, right. You know, and like my pops was, he, like, did you ever meet Grandpa Lackey? He was a character, bro. He was, uh, what was called a pikey. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? You know, so he was everything out of his mouth was super fast super but he was uh mm, he, he was sharp with it yeah, yeah yeah you know like uh, i'll never forget like i was probably like six years old and i was playing his organ so oh, that's the music that shows the savage beats boy oh i'm like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> <laughs> so, see look that's kind of weird yeah my alarm went off when i'm talking but yeah anyway but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so like uh my grandpa was this really fire and brimstone type of man. Mm-hmm. And then my dad just wasn't. You know, like my dad used to tell me, like, uh, my grandpa would pick him up from school on a Vespa with a with Bibles hanging off the back of the Vespa. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, and then uh, my, da- my dad met my mom because he was looking for weed. What? Yeah. My, my dad's best that's crazy. Friend, my dad's best friend Rudy's like, yeah, I know this blonde lady that sells pot, and it was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, you it, know, it's it, crazy because they're both from Ireland. Yep, yep, yep. It, it's, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, and it's, what it's, a beautiful story. Man. The the fact that I, you know, like my my lineage is is what it is because like uh, you know uh, uh, Sam Salen, uh, Sam Ham, you familiar with that? I'm not gonna get into it, but that's the uh, the origin of Halloween. Oh, yeah, it's, wow. yeah. It's a, you know, not a lot of people don't realize that Halloween's an Irish holiday, you know. But uh, yeah, what I'm getting at it was uh, my pops is still here, right? You know, what right. I mean, and there's no way that he's not. You know, what I mean, like I have, I have, like especially with the stuff I've got going on medically, like I, um, I feel it, I feel it. You know, what I mean, like, and you know, and it blows my mind when. Because I'm not religious at all, mm-hmm. but I do have to recognize this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I appreciate you saying that story, and I think that feeds also into um, perspectives as well. Because, like, you know, my experience was a little scary, but I do think that there's there's just different perspectives of how you see it, right? Because also, like, a different take I really never thought about is what if that little girl was just, like, she doesn't even know she's dead. Well, that's what I was talking about with residual. You know what I mean? Like, what if she did, and she's not trying to scare me. Yeah. Maybe she's, she's, she's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? And so there is there is a lot of beauty to some of the spirituality things, too. Because, you know, it's nice to feel like, it, you know, the people you give a fuck about and love, you know, are still with you. And So, um, yeah, and I had things of that, too, man. Um, my grandpa liked, like, monarch butterflies. And for some reason, every time he come around, there'd be monarch butterflies coming around, right? And so when he passed, um, and my grandfather was like my, my, he's my universe. Like, you know, that was kind of like earth shattering for me. Um, I had a computer and it had a picture of a monarch butterfly. I'm not even joking. For some reason, the computer glitched and it just stood on that monarch butterfly. (laughs) Just stood on it. I couldn't even like try to change it. Nothing. And I was just like, oh, my God. It's almost like he's like, hey, like. That was a message. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might not be here, but I'm here. You know, those experiences that I had at that house, 
Mm. Uh, maybe that has some. Maybe that's what they were trying to tell us. That we're here. You know, the people that two people had passed away in at home. So mm-hmm. that's where the spirits were coming from. And not only that, being so close to that that uh, Indian burial ground, who knows how much attraction was to that home. But uh, right. the stories were in the neighborhood that there was an elderly couple that had a retarded child that lived in the home. He would chase the kids around the neighborhood every time they walked by that street. And um, that he had set fire to the home in the middle of the night, and they had died of smoke inhalation. Oh, wow. Except for him. I guess he survived. Now, and we found proof of this, too, in the attic. It was burnt in the attic, and it had been painted over in silver paint. But if you scraped it off, you could see that the wood was still burnt. So we always kind of wondered if it's like, well, was that from the neighborhood telling everybody telling us what had happened? We're like, well, these people just trying to – first, we just kind of wrote it off as, like, communications, but – Hmm. As the time went on, it became more malevolent. You know, it was not an, a good thing. I would have some pretty terrifying experiences. I had uh, friends experience, a friend experience, like you said, run out. Was like last time I'm coming here. Spending yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming here anymore. <laughs> we we had this was one in one. This all happened in one single night. This is a mind blower. So we're sitting there watching TV. We had an old-fashioned TV that you had to push button off, an old switch-type TV, old mm-hmm. school. So we're sitting there, hanging around, jerking around, and on this big uh, sectional couch. And there was a middle section you couldn't sit on. It was always big and puffy. Mm-hmm. always had a hump to it. So we're all sitting around the humped middle piece, the ottoman, so to speak, would have, would have been an ottoman, but it was part of the couch. Right, right. And we're watching the TV, and we're bouncing, literally bouncing around the couch, joking around, pushing each other around, and the TV shuts off. Mm. <laughs> and we feel like someone walked past you, uh, squeezing between the, the uh, coffee table and the couch and you, like someone trying to walk by you. Whoa. And, we, and we're all following it. We can feel it walking by, and we're watching. And then you see the ottoman cushion squished down. Like somebody sat down on it. Oh, And my buddy, shit. is he was the one sitting next to it, and he got up. I still talk to him to this day, and he still talks about it. He's like, do you remember that time? I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. You can't forget can that <laughs> shit. So this is all on the same night. So we experienced that. He doesn't leave. We hang, we're hanging out. And um, I'm in my bedroom doing something. I can't remember what it was. And I see this white orb go past my window. And it's like about two-foot round ball. Mm. You know? And this a bright white orb go past my bedroom window. I, and I'm, I'm like, glad you brought that up. And you can hear this going, oh, sound. And we lived only like two and a half miles from the Dayton Air Force Base. God only knows what escaped from that base. But anyway, we see this orb go by. I see this orb go by my window, and the dogs are losing their shit. So I run out there in the living room. My friend and my brother is out there, and the dogs are bucking the window. Mm. And you see the orb just fly right by the window, and it's gone. And we're, we all run out there, and we're looking, and we can't see anything. The, couldn't see what it was. It was really strange. So we're, we're just all ramped up, you know, from this orb. And we've got, we're, we're, we're all just hanging around, talking about what we just seen and everything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we hear boom, 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 real loud on the front door. Oh, and we're dude. like, what the <laughs> hell? So I open the front door, and I don't open the door. I crack the door. My mom and dad are gone this day. They're out on some concert. So it's just me and my buddy and my, my brother and the dogs and shit. And so this guy's banging on the door, and he's trying to force his way in. 
he's telling me, oh, my son is in there and I want to talk to him. And we're like, your son is not here. We don't know who you're mm. talking about. And Oh, that's fucking scary. Yeah, man. so he's right? banging the door trying to force his way in. Some humans can be scarier than ghosts, too. Oh, yeah. and we're effed up kids. So yeah, yep. <laughs> my buddy yells out, yeah, he's in there giving me a blowjob. Now the dude's <laughs> pissed and he's trying to kick the door in. So I finally get him away. His buddy's trying to get him out of there. Well, it turns out that his son died out there in that front lawn. Uh, some kind of altercation had occurred. I didn't know this. I found this out days later. I, me and my buddy were talking, and he's like, oh, that guy that came to our to your house? That was so-and-so's dad, and he died out in your front lawn. Oh, my God. So do you think psychologically, like, he almost didn't accept the reality and he was like trying to relive that correct mentally he's reliving that moment trying to stop whatever happened all this that is, is going down in the that same is har- that's moment. so heartbreaking almost you so know you, like wow you have this Scary. weird tv turn off something sit down beside us we see an orb go fly by the house and next thing you know this guy's banging on my door trying to get in looking for his dead son it almost feels like the, the spirit was trying night, to protect you. A couple of hours. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, wow. a big, I'm a big believer in. Uh, That's wild. fucking crazy. I'm a, I'm a big believer in uh, orbs. Like I've seen them personally. That's spirit shit for sure. Well, well like uh, uh, so, uh, General Hitchcock. I, I could show you when when we're done recording. I'll, I'll show you some pictures that I took when I was up there by myself. Cool. I've got I've got full on orb pictures, full on orb. And uh, General Hitchcock used to actually be a prison camp. No, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. That's right. I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I never camped the site, but I remember reading the plaques on the way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it goes Horbayashi, General Hitchcock, and Horbayashi. All Mount Lemon Road is built from... From the Japanese prisoners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I had some really interesting... I even found a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, when you put somebody in isolation, um, uh, like solitary. The, yeah. I found a solitary cell in the ground. Oh, not cool. Yeah, I, I, t- I took pictures of it. I'll show you. I took Whoa. pictures of it. It was literally like that. Gotta have energy sitting. towards that. For sure. You know. So and then uh, me and my buddy did all my tattoos. We were camping up there, and it, like we were like it was me, him, and his wife, and we were sitting and just the 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 the, the bushes just started just you know it could be anything whatever. So we like started taking pictures, and after the fact, you look at the pictures, you just got all these balls of light just all mm. these orbs and wow you like of course some of them you could explain away as maybe insects with like dust uh, whatever yeah, yeah like refraction explainable, but, but i was not using a flash on my phone mm. so <laughs> you know so it was very very interesting like uh, the i think the paranormal is a big part of like what we're even talking about right mm-hmm. now you know? i think there's something to it the indians believed when you took a picture of someone that captured your spirit right well maybe that's what they've been talking about really is It'll capture mm. pre-existing spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's mm. what the orbs are and all that jazz. Maybe why, it bright, why it's so bright, right? When I yeah. was a kid. Especially with no light. You know, like I wasn't using a flash. I mm. didn't like to take get pictures taken. I was fearful of it. I avoided it like the plague when I was a kid. I they had a family picture. They had to drag me into it. I'm saying. And it was, I believed in that when I was a kid. Yes. I was a I'm, firm I'm, believer in that. You know, maybe same. again, that's part of that. If you're more on that side, you know. There, things are gonna happen. I, well, like I, I that's what I'm leaning towards. I think you just you just happen to have that that in you, man. Well, well you, you saw the the pictures that Libby and I took when we went mm-hmm. on our camping trip. Mm-hmm. I did, I showed you some of those, right? You know, like so. I what I'm getting at is uh, where we were at. We were up in Mount Graham, 
-hmm. and I felt that kind of connection, you know, up there. Like I felt that it was, um, I don't know how to put it, man. Like there's more going on out there. Yeah, yeah like just nature. Well, you, well, you're sitting down and your hair stands up for no reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, uh, I remember, I'll never forget, dude. Uh, Libby and her three friends were in their tent because they were like, "We want to, we want to have our own tent. We want to have our own tent." You know, I'm like, cool. You know, and then me and the other parents were like sitting by by the fire, and then the kids just fucking lost their shit. Mm. Ah! And they, they couldn't explain what freaked them out. You know what I mean? Well, I think you could just feel it, man. Oh, yeah, just, definitely. Yeah. If there's if there's something going on with some well, she she herself found footprints. She herself, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She herself found footprints, and then we found the, the I I think I showed you the pictures of the structures that we found. You know, like I I, I think Mount Graham is kind of a hot spot for mm. for you know like a lot like uh, Sedona. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like because uh, uh, the the adults we had a cabin like that was available to us and whatever, but. It, it, it was just strange. Like, uh, my phone wouldn't keep a charge. You know, just weird-ass shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's not weird because a lot of spiritual stuff has a lot to do with electricity. So they say when a spirit is around, they use to, the it uses electricity to try to manifest itself. EMP so that, or yeah, so that's, EMF. So that's very, um, that's very common from... From what I'm known, you know, and I realize that might be kind of like off a of left field of what we were talking about, but that just kind of made me absolutely think of not. It. We started off this whole thing with um, with uh, the, <laughs> the uh, X Files, so I think this is right on top. Of what are your What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on like your other basic cryptids? You know, Jersey Devil, um, Chupacabra, Loch Ness Monster. How do you feel about any of those? Oh, well, you know, I'm one of those. I'm you know, I'm not. Tuffy, man. I'm not a right. big, wholehearted believer in a lot of things. You know, I base it off what I've experienced. But, you know, I do I do believe in the Jersey Devil thing. There's something to that. I well, there has to be. I give, Hell I, yeah. I'm swaying towards more like where the X-Files went, more like wild people. I kind of like that aspect that makes sense. Um, Loch Ness, I don't, I don't doubt one single bit that there can be. Pops, Pops swore up and down he saw be, it. Um, <laughs> he swore up and down he saw it ancient beings still hanging around you know the the world is still pretty unexplored our oceans are really right. unexplored yeah, well put it that. this way and one of the i can't remember which astronaut said it but he said he saw something in the ocean from space so scary oh, that he'll I, never go back in the ocean i know, I know what you're talking about yeah i know exactly so, what you're talking about. again who knows what's really going on out there it's when it comes to that but yeah i'd like to Again, we share this planet, so I, I think there every one of these things that you hear about have a grain of salt to them of truth. Right, right. So you know the story can get twisted and far fetched. Who knows what the Jersey Devil? Because you hear from all the way from red glowing eyes and wings and the whole thing to 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 basically a caveman. Mm, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. hard to tell. You, but you hear the same thing with Sasquatch. I've heard stories about him in Canada where. They have found Sasquatches stories where they're 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 dressed, they are wearing mm. clothing, and they have mechanical apparatuses. You know, See, like, that's they, crazy. Like, that's. But are you familiar with? Uh, so um, again, it goes back to my original theory of what if there are being that came here a long time ago, crashed here, and one like we have problems in our society today. One part of society wants to be more technological, the other side of society wants to hug a tree so who's to say mm -hmm. that 
they didn't have the same argument when they crashed here and that one half decided to go this way to join with this world and the other half said we're gonna do everything we can to get back off this mother <laughs> are we talking about like um just like things like as far as people consider the myths but like mm-hmm. i yeah, okay yeah i agree 100 percent. i think some of the beings that we still encounter are still trying to get off this yeah, planet right. like, <laughs> they can't crash here and now they're just doing everything they can stay hidden and get out of here but i think some half of it say hey this is a great place yeah and you know how to use it if sasquatch is interdimensional and all that stuff you know i i i don't doubt it because um it happens in weird places. I, I mocked people that put up that they saw that, that they encountered um, Sasquatch down near Sasabee. And I'm like, for real, dude, where's he going to hide? Behind a saguaro? <laughs> I mean, there ain't nowhere to go out here. But I'm after what I experienced recently with that that wolf-type cryptid, cryptid what about the I'm big back to wolf? thinking, well, maybe there's portals that mm. they can use. Maybe there is Bigfoot out here in the Sonoran Desert occasionally. It's not all the time. You don't live here. But, hey, it's just one of the stops on the way if you oh, want to yeah. stop and hang out. Well, there's a BFRO account from a Sabino Canyon from 1977. So, like, that's been recorded at some point. You know what I mean? Like, See, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know Sabino Canyon. It is not... There ain't nowhere to hide up there. No, really. you no. Know? I mean, you're not gonna hide out there if you're Bigfoot. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, like my it, it is, is again, it's maybe if they can take advantage of certain places for the right times, the right, right reasons. Right, right. And that's why I think, well, maybe he is more interdimensional. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe the ones that are in tune with Earth side are doing that, and the ones that are that been seen in canada wearing clothes on that <laughs> on that level <laughs> well that, that makes me think of uh Dolotov pass and you're familiar with that right? yeah yeah like I've, I've talked to you about that right mm. so it is basically uh it was a group of seven hikers in the 1930s yeah they disappeared in this place called Dilatov by uh, the the russian the russian translation for Dilatov is don't go there yeah that's because <laughs> of the people that lived there <laughs> yeah so they, and then they found these people after they disappeared, and they were crushed, burnt, missing body parts. Jesus. Yeah, they were pretty messed up. Yeah, and there was one lady. Some of it can be written off as, you know, the theories go on and on. You're right. And nobody really knows. I, But it does show that there was panic. You can definitely say. It had to be. There was panic. They cut their what way out of their panic. Panicked tent. them is still under, <laughs> it still would be one of those things. Was it the military testing weapons? That was one of the things that was said, that they were exploding bombs over top of their heads, and that scared them. Was it Sasquatch that scared them, or was it the natives? Did right. they scare them? The natives were not nice people that lived out there. Right. They were not friendly in any kind of way. Well, so who knows what they were really running from. Well, we know we had them. They, I don't know, some, maybe somebody screwed up big time in the camp and had to cut their way out, and they yeah. were forced out of the avalanche. Happened. Well, the, the big thing then, they, who knows what happened there, you know? That's toughy. The well, big, I mean, the the big thing. That, sorry, go ahead. Well, the big thing that gets me about it is they tested their clothes for radiation, and they tested positive for radiation. But So mm. why in the 1930s would you think to test for radiation? Radiation, right. Yeah, like, why, why well, would that, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, again, I, I think they were already claiming trying then to solve the issue and so yeah. they were doing 
any and there was testing going on over in that area so they claim there was also reports of orbs in the area two nights before yep, so yep. they don't know if it's related to that well and you like know. uh like so you get into the bodies dude, there's this one lady that was missing her tongue her eyes and her lips and then there was another guy that was up in a tree dead holding a tree just up in the tree just dead just he died up in a tree like the, the the elements killed him, but he was so yeah. scared. They all eventually died from the elements. It looks yeah, like, yeah. but, uh, but he what was, scared them. That's the thing. And they they suffered from what's called paradoxal undressing. So like when you get so cold that you feel hot, that you take your clothes off. Oh wow! Yeah. So like there were several of them that were just naked out in the out in the snow. So it, you know, honestly, it's always going to be a mystery. But we're going to try to bring it to a wrap here. And you had some, some awesome thoughts that you wanted to get in there. Yeah, so this is my thoughts on Sasquatch, to wrap it up. I feel like uh, we were once friends with them many, many moons ago. And they helped us build some of the megalithic structures. And then we ruined that situation. And now they reside where they reside. And what I, I think of this because of... Uh, I was listening to this gentleman who has a website called Crider Expeditions. So he goes and researches ancient sites that we've heard of and have not heard of. And this is how he's been countering encountering Sasquatch. Now granted, some of these places are gonna be remote, but it seems like to me they're hanging around these old sites. Are they trying to rekindle? Are they looking, are they waiting for that one person to return that says, hey, I figured it out. I know what happened. You know, can we make this right? You know, we screwed up. Mankind is not the monster that you think it is. Maybe we can work together, you know, in some way. I know it sounds kind of tree-huggish, but uh, it's the only way to describe what I think has happened here. We don't, we're not in tune with them anymore. We're not friends with them. And they, and we all say, oh, yes, they know the earth inside and out. And they know us, know it so well. And, and yet we seem to know nothing about it. And that's because we have, that is the divider between us, is we, we don't live in their world anymore. Until we change that, then we'll never really prove Sasquatch exists. That's true. Until they yeah. are willing to make it so, we will we'll still be still just taking pictures and making Some. studies and trying to get peer reviews. Yeah. But this is where we're going to be at until... Until we realize that we're older, we're an older species than we think, and that we had good friends at one time, and we ruined it. It's like uh, it's like Mitch Hedberg says, I believe Bigfoot is blurry, which makes it even more scary because there's a large, out of focus monster roaming the countryside. <laughs> 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 but at that, boys, uh, we, uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, tune in again next time. So we're probably going to try to do some more Nerdy Bones, uh, the specific Sasquatch paranormal topic. But, yeah, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time.